You're listening to News Hub's Kitchen Cabinet, political insiders working for you, the voter. We follow the politicians every move, not in a creepy way, so that you don't have to. Hello and welcome to the Kitchen Cabinet, a podcast from the News Hub political team. I'm Roger Farrelly from The Rock and each week... Sometimes they're in the studio, sometimes they're on the phone, but they're all in the studio. Today we have, to my left, Anna Bracewell-Worrell. I don't know how she votes right or left, but she is on my left, <laughs> Anna Bracewell-Worrell. Hello, Hello. to you. Hello. I'll say good morning to you. Uh, is she in the middle, Tyver O'Brien? And good morning. Hello. Hello, <laughs> Good dear. morning, Roger. And gentlemen, on you. my right, is she, does she vote on the right? Who knows? Maybe we'll find out today. Uh, hello to you. Now we're going to be looking at the latest from the, the campaign trail and the lead up to the 2020 New Zealand general election, which, well, today's Friday, so it's tomorrow. Tomorrow, Saturday. It's finally here, although um, one and a half million have already voted. Um, so it, it's all it's all over anyway, hasn't it? It's, it's all done, but but the fighting. But it, the is, it is never over. It is never over until those polling booths mm. close on the Saturday. And hopefully our votes are among them because none of us have had the chance to, the chance to vote yet. No. <laughs> Saturday vote. Saturday. Now, for sure, for sure. Now, uh, so when it comes to voting, and I'm not, you know, you don't need to say, but I know Duncan Garner has always said, even I think Paddy Garr has said he doesn't vote. They don't vote, um, which sounds ridiculous. Anna, what about you? Yeah, uh, you yeah, gonna I'm going to be voting. Yeah, yeah. I think you can still be a good journalist and vote. Of mm. course you can. Of course you can. And uh, voting doesn't voting doesn't suddenly mean you don't, or not voting doesn't suddenly mean you don't have opinions on things mm. and have views mm. on yeah. policies and views on parties. And I think as well, um, our our forebears. Uh, women fought very hard for the right to vote, so it's kind of beholden on us to, to do that. Um, you know, I respect people's personal decisions, but I think voting is a, is a really important um, basic right. Um, and Jenna, oh, sorry, carry on. And poss- possibly some of the most informed uh, <laughs> in the country, given we spend every single day Which with them. Which makes it so exactly. much harder! Because <laughs> you must get to the point where you do spend or have spent time with all of them, and you don't want to vote for any of them. Anna. It's, it's kind of like that because it's kind of like, oh, oh yeah, but that annoying person. Yeah, yeah. It would be great to be able to just you know upvote the the people that you think are good in each each party. Uh, <laughs> create yeah. and create your own creating democracy. I'd love to single handedly create the parliament. Yeah, so you could just vote for him, her, and yeah. sort of bring and them all, after it. Bring, bring the them ultimate power. Yes. Yeah. Well, Precisely Toba, that. Do, do people see through? Do they think, oh, Toba, you know, Toba, we see them on the news. You're too left. You're too right. Do you get a bit of that? You know, people think they always, maybe they think that you are already sort of pushing a political party. I, I get a lot from the left and I get a lot from the right, right. and I, I yeah I, I kind of think it's about even even Stevens depending on the story mm. we were talking about this today actually as well and you if you are really really invested in a political party or a political leader you will see whatever you want to see in a yep. news story so Jen Lynch did a, yep. a great story about um, Labour breaking campaign promises the other day but because it had these images of Jacinda Ardern being mm. thronged by people at rallies mm. people see it as a positive Jacinda Ardern Labour Party yep. story but actually yep. it was it was fiercely critical of the government and it its um, broken record or uh, and its track record of broken promises over the last term. So I think it, people are also hyper, hyper sensitive mm. during an election campaign. Great that they're engaged in politics um, and I'm happy that the hate comes equal, in equal portions <laughs> on the left and the right. Well, who gets the most hate out of all three of you? I'm, I mean, I'm uh, assuming that you'll get it. Maybe uh, not. Maybe uh, not. I don't get too much. I, 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 I try and carry the load for the guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want to point fingers, but it's yeah. definitely her. It is, it is so bad. Is that in the building as well? Or 
No, I'm just it's, kidding. It's, it's actually just ne- it's the one thing that's really striking, and it's been so good being on the campaign, and I don't want to talk about this too much because I, I don't like to give it too much um, credence, but the one thing about being on the campaign and seeing real people en masse mm. is that you never, ever get any of that negativity in person. Every yeah, uh, person yeah. that comes up to you on the campaign trail, be it at a Labour Party rally, at a National Party community mm. meeting, at a New Zealand First um, thing out in Calston yesterday, yeah. All of the feedback is really positive. People are engaged. They're interested in politics. They want to know what's going on on the campaign trail, um, and they want to talk about the work that we've done. It's never the kind of stuff you see on Twitter, and I'm very heartened by that. Jenna, is this? I mean, it's election campaigns. I mean, is this your first, your second, uh, second? This is your second. And how does this one rate to 2017? Oh, this is so exciting. Yeah. Last, this is a, last one was not exciting. Last one was super exciting. Right. Jacinda Ardern came in at the last yep. minute and, and yep. changed the game, but this one equally. Yep. Um, I think there's a lot more policy chat in this one. The last election seemed more personality Mm -hmm. focused. Um, There's so much at stake this time around Mm. with COVID recovery and everything. It just seems like, and and so many more people are engaged with it, right? Mm. Want to talk about policy with us so much more which is great and it's, yeah, it's been, it has been six weeks and really I think um, because we had the weird stop start thing and yeah. there was a little bit of policy that was squirted out and then everything kind of went mm. back to oh. COVID um, but Anna hates words like squirted out <laughs> sorry sorry Anna I've been the worst defender the last couple of podcasts though <laughs> of, y- y- yes is Anna drunk correct <laughs> Anna, Anna's not drinking the rest of us have a beer in hand FYI right. audience mm. but um, mm. not Anna just <laughs> Campaign drunk, which I think we're probably, <laughs> yeah, probably all of it campaign drunk. <laughs> uh, what about you, Anna? How have you found this this campaign? You know, six weeks, maybe longer. It's been really fun. Mm. I've really liked the travel. Yeah, that's been that's been the highlight for me. But it's also it's just really great seeing how the politicians all interact with their base and the public. It's actually, to be honest, it's a lot of interacting with the base involved, and it's just great to uh, we get such a, a snapshot of their job. Yeah which is the how do they do up against other politicians, yep. how do they do at select committee. Yep. But it's really super interesting mm. seeing them kind of on their in their home turf, yep. um, yeah, amongst, amongst their big fans. Strat- who, for those who don't know, who have you followed around the most? Probably um, Winston yeah, Peters. Yeah, I spent yeah. quite a lot of time with yeah. Winston Peters. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's great fun to follow around. Is he as grumpy as he comes across? <laughs> I, or is I think, it just that Tova I'm not sure that whether I've got I've, I've just become so accustomed uh, yeah. to it yeah. <laughs> that I don't really notice it anymore. Yeah. He's but I don't think grumpy is quite quite what it is. He just he just knows that he doesn't have he could, he just can do what he likes well, he kind care, of. Yeah, he yeah. just he's just at a certain point he's like I don't know. This question I'm going to end the stand up. I feel and like who's going to stop me? Yeah, I feel like oftentimes um, he, he he plays up to that persona. Yeah. It works well with yeah. his with his base and things. But actually, then you have a yarn to him mm. um, away from the cameras. And I mean, this is probably before yesterday's story. Um, have a yarn <laughs> yarn to him away from away from the cameras, and and actually, yeah, pretty good, mutually respectful relationship. And um, mm. yeah, so I, I think there's a there's definitely an element. And, and and actually, one thing I would say about Winston, he often defends the media as well. You won't get this from watching him yeah. um, but it's, it's kind of a subtlety so he attacks us yeah. he feels he has free reign to do that he'll do that in his meetings but as soon as his supporters turn on the media he'll uh, actually be like no 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 okay. no that's my yeah. job kind of yeah. thing and he yeah. will 
quell the masses, but he doesn't do that full Trumpian, try and turn the whole rally or whatever onto the media or against the media. Winston Peters doesn't doesn't do that. It's kind of it's his game to play. Uh, he'll never admit it, but you've been following him around, Anna, and and maybe him uh, him and his staff, uh, people around him. Uh, is there a sense that you have gauged that that it's over for New Zealand First? Is there a sense that you've picked up on the trail? He is insisting that momentum is building. He is. He yes. is insisting yeah. that every yeah. single day. Yeah. But there have been a few days I've watched that have been difficult, mm. really difficult. So I was with him on Sunday in Palmerston North, and that was the most single most difficult day I've seen him have. He turned up at his first stop, which was Highbury Markets, which are very sweet, but there was only about four stalls, and there was no one there visiting the market. And as soon as he turned up, he was a bit like, mm. he looked like, what am I doing? doing here. And then the second market he was supposed to go to was cancelled because of COVID. (laughs) And so they just drove around the town kind of looking Uh, for them. On the bus. On the bus. And then kind of said they would just play it by ear from there. Yeah. It was was a very bad day for him. Their public meeting that same day just had a couple of dozen people turn up. I'm supposed to ask you as well, you know, you've been, obviously you've been to Palmerston North and your favourite, was it, yeah, was it in Palmy North? What's your favourite thing you ate in Palmerston North, for example? <laughs> well, or was there something tastier somewhere else? My favourite food yeah. was, it was in Palmerston North. Yeah. I didn't eat it and I'm pretty sure Winston Peters didn't eat it, but it was a free whole meal <laughs> donut without the sugar. <laughs> That Sounds was like at the Highbury Market. Would be but, but the guy that was running the store mm. was super awesome. Yeah. And when Winston Peters turned up, he offered him a donut. And Winston Peters yeah. was like, I don't eat sugar. <laughs> Which he actually doesn't. He doesn't oh. eat sugar. And he hasn't eaten it for, I think, maybe Four, tw- like. Twenty. I want to say Jeez, twenty years. Ages. Maybe wow. Yeah. I think there's sugar in Pinot Noir. <laughs> 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 That's right. Very good, isn't it? Tova, where have you been? Uh, obviously, we're in we're in Auckland now. But in favourite thing you ate uh, in what town or city? Uh, we, I started the week on um, Friday in Blenheim from the last podcast, and then I was at uh, the Labour Party rally in Wellington mm-hmm. on Sunday. Back to Auckland. Back to Wellington again for. Something I can't remember. Yeah. Ohariu. Collins was in Ohariu. Oh, Judith Collins was in Ohariu, which was yeah. um yeah, that was a that was a fascinating day actually and some real insights into some of the, the battleground seats which I can talk about soon. Yeah. Favourite food, um this week's kind of key sustenance in general, mm. I think you and I have this in common, has been karage chicken. Um, <laughs> just in my just body my- weight. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then, and then I detoured from karage chicken mm. yesterday briefly after the Kelston New Zealand First Community um, Hall event and just got these delicious little chicken nuggies from BP. And why wouldn't you? <laughs> and just and, and why wouldn't boots. You? And why wouldn't you? Jenna? Um, I was up here doing the market circuit on the weekend, which is a bit of fun in Auckland. Uh, then I did a trip to Christchurch, Wellington, Christchurch, back to Auckland. So I've been in all of the main centres. My favourite food of the week is the King Hit Kapow hot sauce. Tell, which, tell us more. Wow. <laughs> which Judith Collins was too scared to try at the Takapuna Markets. And you did. But Jenna Lynch is not too scared to try at the Takapuna Markets. Uh, <laughs> and, and how was it? Jenna Lynch just referred to herself as Jenna Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna Lynch has been spending too much time yeah. with Christopher Luxon who refers to himself as Christopher yeah. Luxon. Um, it is delicious hot sauce. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Uh, bought myself a bottle and it is mm. sitting there waiting to be basically drunk. Drunk. Yeah. Drunk. <laughs> Drunk. Yeah. It's very, very spicy. Very, very spicy. Well, tomorrow, I mean, today's Friday. Tomorrow is the day of all days. And uh, where does it start? How does it start for you, um, Anna? I will be in beautiful Russell. Oh, that's what Winston Hanging out with Winston Peters oh, yep. again. Yep. yep. 
Um, looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. Wasn't it last time that he was in Russell and he sort of, he, the whole thing finished early, didn't it? Because he, he said everyone had to get back to the, the mainland. Yeah, yeah. he was being courteous yeah. for the um, for the oldies who came over on the ferry. And yeah. so he arrived uncharacteristically early. And it yeah. was slightly awkward because one dame, Jenny Shipley, was also <laughs> at the Duke of Marlborough um, on that um, auspicious occasion. Um, so, Tova, for you, I mean, we, I mean, God, where do we start? I mean, you just mentioned some of the, the marginal seats and there's a lot of them. Mm. And there's, uh, there's, there's a poll out uh, recently that said perhaps 14, 15 national MPs could go. Mm. Uh, so that's a lot of national MPs losing their seats. Do you think it's going to happen? I think it's de- there are a lot of battleground seats mm, to watch, mm. and I think the battleground seats or, or kind of marginal seats, they're in true contention this time round because Jacinda Ardern and the Labour Party are polling so high, and um, when Judith Collins visited or Hardy are having had a bit of a conversation with Labour um, about what, not, not so much Ohio, but about Hutt South. Yep. The Labour Party kind of gave me a bit of a sense of where they were really focusing their efforts. So Hutt South, let's see if I can remember this. Hutt South, wider up a East Coast, Auckland Central, mm. of course, Nelson, and there was one more, oh, Whanganui. Oh, yeah. So they're really, like, they yeah. really think that given the polling and the popularity of Jacinda Ardern, they can kind of dig in and, and take those seats. And I think they, they will definitely be ones to watch because anything, like, really, anything could happen on Saturday. It could happen. I mean, you, you've Set all those seats there, and if National lost all those. This could be this could be a terrible night for National, couldn't it? Tomorrow night could be a terrible night. It could be a terrible night for anyone. We just don't know, and with so much advanced voting going on, mm. people are voting at different. What we see in our polls, because they do bounce around yeah. quite a bit, is how much the electorate can be swayed by one thing or another. And so, a lot of that advanced vote, we've seen the leaders have good days and bad mm. days. We've seen parties have terrible days and, you know, be up in the heavens with um, with joy, uh, sometimes giddying heights, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and voters are, are voting on those days. So unless it's kind of all of the entrenched uh, dyed-in-the-wool voters who have gone in the advanced voting, I, I still think that, that you know, things could things could definitely move. Jenna, we're probably looking at a massive vote this time around, as far as numbers go, percentages go, of New Zealanders. Yeah, the Electoral Commission was saying that uh, the enrolments have been up massively. Mm. The advance turnout has been quite high. Mm. It was it was quite high last time around as well, but there has been that sort of push this time to get and vote safely. And there's been the real push from the leaders, um, particularly Jacinda Ardern has been pushing people to vote early. They want to lock in everything they've got just in case something goes <laughs> wrong in the last minute. Um, Judith Collins and Winston Peters don't seem to be loving the advance voting all no. so much, do they? Um, especially Judith Collins this week had a bit of a mere of a week, mm, really. Mm. Um, I was with her out last weekend. She was trying to hold some rallies on the sides of the road. You know, the megaphone was Oh, that working. was that's right. She turned that's, up to yep. Christchurch and she yep. couldn't get anyone on the phone. It just... Oh, that was a shocker. Was a shocker. And, yeah. and again, when we talked about this last week as well, I really put a lot of this down to the electorate MPs mm, or the candidates team. that she's visiting yep. or her team as mm. well. As you said, I think, Jenna, Get someone on the phone, then hand the phone over to Judith Collins. Don't leave her sat there awkwardly for what felt like centuries calling all of Christchurch and no one's answering the phone and she's having to come up with these kind of awkward excuses every time. It was kind of, it was almost heartbreaking. Her candidate had someone on the phone. He was getting through to them all and I was almost like, dude, dude, uh, she needs you. (laughs) Like waving at him. I didn't wave at him. No. Um, I mean, if any of this stuff happens and there's no cameras, I guess it doesn't matter. But as it seems there's been, you're right, there has been all these moments and they've been captured like the... 
you know, the debacle with the phones and, and the loud hailer and everything, and the cameras have been there catching it yeah, all. Yeah, and it could have been a really good week for the Nats because mm. I think what they've been uh, lacking in this campaign is a real narrative. So they tried mm. to grab that on Sunday with that stop the wealth tax. They mm. finally got yeah. a message that could yeah. actually get through to voters, and it was just let down by poor organisation, poor execution, um, and em- errant MPs um, not doing their jobs properly. I derailment was... with the whole obesity thing. Oh, yeah. Taking yeah. up several yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it just hasn't gone away, has the wealth, it? The wealth tax attack was actually genius from mm. National, really, because as you say, it kind of reclaimed the narrative. It also just seeded doubt, and all of those political parties were then having to pivot. So the Greens were kind of chuffed, weren't they? Because it was like, yeah, come to us, Labour voters, because you might actually get this thing across the line. Mm. Labour then, in your story, Anna, saying that they're going to open the door to working with the Greens even if they don't need them. So it did kind of make both of those left-wing parties scramble to respond. But I also think um, in Jacinda Ardern and Labour's defence, it was mischievous. It Mm. was misinformation. You got Jacinda Ardern to say that she would resign rather than implement it under her (laughs) prime ministership yesterday, Jenna. Um, And also... Ardern made a really good point today about David Seymour and his policies and all of his bottom lines. As soon as he released his <clears throat> policy manifesto, Labour didn't harp on about all of those things and say that it, yeah. they didn't mischief make, mm. a, make over the things that David Seymour wanted to do as, as bottom lines with the National Party as much as Judith Collins has with us. But she struck gold with it, really. Well, he's my dancing... Well, he's not my dancing partner. He's my dancing buddy from Dancing with the Stars, of course, mm-hmm. David Seymour. Oh. And when I was with him on Dancing with the Stars in 2018, he was only about 1%. And he goes on TV and dances, and now he's on about 8 so he will be, I'm sure, on Saturday, uh, one of the, the feel-good stories of Saturday night. Well, you could be the next Prime Minister on that kind of polling, mate. <laughs> you know, when Come I, on in. Was, you know, there was, when, I, when I met all the contestants, and I wasn't obviously not thinking I was going to last very long, but I thought, well, I won't at least go in the first week because there's David Seymour. <laughs> and, and I thought, well, if there's one person that's not going to last a week, it's David, because he, he honestly, he, he, can't even, he can't even clap in time. Like that. He can't even We've do that. Was <laughs> Peter's quote that we got back oh, on the news again this week? Yeah, One of my yeah, all-time favourites, yeah, David the, Seymour, the, that twerp, the, the, that twerping tweaker from, from Epsom. Epsom. <laughs> That's right. And then David uh, beats me and makes the semi-finals. So yeah, I learned then uh, tenacity. Uh, but he will he'll he'll be he'll be one of the the, the great stories from Saturday night, won't he? It's oh, well, certainly looking yeah. that is certainly yeah. looking that way, yeah. and um, I think that, yeah, David Seymour has been actually for the most part driving a really strong campaign, mm. and um, and, and one thing I just kind of say about strategy as well, and David Seymour's team does this, the Labor Party does this, but it's been kind of a, a glaring omission this campaign for me from the National Party. These guys communicate with us behind the scenes, you know. Mm. So yeah. I'll get calls from the Prime Minister's office, from ministers, from various people within the Labour Party. I'll get the same thing from within the ACT Party. Uh, we get it to an extent, n- actually not really with the the Greens. New Zealand mm. first a, a bit, mm. um, depending on the kind of circumstances. But the National Party just hasn't communicated with us in that way behind the scenes. So we'll get a call saying the Labour Party is going to drop, drop an ad. This is the context around it. So you kind of, you know what their thinking is and that feeds into yeah. analysis. The National Party has just kind of shut up shop in terms of it was really hard for me to even get a meeting with Jerry Brownlee when we first started the campaign. It was hard to just kind of have, you know, have that dialogue. I hate that word, um, but for want of a better term, you know, to, to, to have that conversation with them 
about how they were going to do things and communicate. And I feel like that's kind of, it's a bit remiss on their part because it really helps political journalists in terms of mm. context to know what a party is thinking and behind policy, mm. um, behind event planning and, and various. It kind of speaks a little bit to the chaos, I think, as well. And the lack of story that National is telling. So if you think back to the 2017 and 2014 and every every single election ever, the opposition party has a story that they're telling. In 2017, it was the Labour Party mm. saying, we've got a housing crisis, our hospitals are falling down and you need us to change this. Mm. National hasn't been able to tell its story because it's not, it's too busy fighting with itself and, and they aren't planning those visits so that they're linking everything up. Like that, mm-hmm. and Labor's story has been really simple this time round. Talk up COVID, talk yep. up crises, yep. remind people that Jacinda Ardern um, is a is a good leader, mm. um, and attack National for aforementioned um, quote unquote shambles. Mm. Um, and and they've just been hitting those marks. And I think Jacinda Ardern at that rally on um, on Sunday in Wellington was so interesting because normally she holds back from that attack stuff. Mm. Normally she leaves it to Grant Robertson, and when they were in a relationship, Winston Peters. Yep. Um, but this time round, she came to the fore, had a Jen raising eyebrows at Jacinda Ardern being in a relationship with Winston Peters. I didn't mean to. <laughs> um, but, uh, but not, she came maybe, forward maybe next week. and she threw National under the bus at yeah. that rally. And she also, in the same in the same speech, talked up the crises. It's like in a crisis, it's how your leaders respond. And I never heard her boast, mm. for want of a better mm. term, like mm. that, because normally she likes the perception of being humble and and whatever. But this was her just actually just hitting those mm. talking points and that strategy big time, um, because it's about getting every single last vote at this stage. Uh, Anna, what was Jerry Brownlee? He, you made him angry. What was the story behind One that? One of the most memorable moments of the campaign. Yeah. Um, oh, look... <laughs> Lazy as buggery. She doesn't even want. She doesn't even want to tell us what happened. Yeah, well, me. It was so. It's just. It's the annoying thing is. It was just so minor. Yeah. We just asked him yeah. for his response on Labour's health policy. Oh, right. Like, okay. it's a, it's right. completely yeah. overblown response. <laughs> he just hadn't got the message that we would. Right. Also asking him about that. What was Jerry Brownlee but, and Judith Collins' relationship like this week, Jenna? When you saw them, because it's the first time I've seen them on the campaign together. I think. Yeah, um, it was kind of weird. She walk, just walked into the room and wave of the fingers, hi, Jerry. <laughs> did, did she start? She startled him at one point, eh, as well. He was like diligently phone banking. And yeah. this, uh, you're making some phone calls there, Jerry? Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about the National Party, and maybe it's not been the best campaign for them, Tova. And you've always gone on about there's leaks in the National Party, even when Summer Bridges, well, it's probably worse there. Um, and, and there's still leaks. So you're telling me, I mean, for me, this party, and, and Judith is the best they've got at the moment, they're trying to destroy themselves from within. And they're just going to hurt themselves even more, aren't they? It seems a stupid thing to do. Yeah, it, it, it was. Mm. Basically, short answer, it mm. was, you know, if you're a, um, a party loyalist, you put the party first. If yeah. you're an MP, you put the party first. And mm. I just think during a, it's one thing to agitate and, and stir um, over the course of a term, especially if there's kind of leadership aspirations there or if people think a leader is underperforming, that mm. is one thing. But I think on a campaign, um, it, it does the party a disservice mm. um, and actually ultimately hurts hurts the party. I was so interested this week, though, speaking of leaks, um, the New Zealand First staff. So 
people within the New Zealand First team, Winston's team, saying it's over. So yeah, that was the, that's right. You know, Winston yeah. Peters, he likes to blame us. Mm. He likes to blame, just say the polls are ridiculous. He'll blame anyone. Mm. Um, but this was actually from within his own team. So that, for me, felt like quite mm. a pivotal piv- pivotal point in the campaign. And oh, actually, just in the lifetime of Winston Peters and New Zealand First in, in, their, in terms of their political lifetime. And that was that was pretty huge and almost a bit sad. Like, going yeah. back through all those archive um, shots, and I think you did this as well last mm. weekend, and when you were um, looking back a bit at the New, at New Zealand First history and Winston Peters' um, history, it's it is a long time. incredible mm. what he what he has done, how long mm. he has stuck around for, the various chameleon guises, what he's been a part of, the things mm. that he, the changes that he's affected um, for better or worse, depending on on how you see things. But to end that political career and that legacy is, you know, it's it's. Whether you love him or loathe him, it's oh. it's sad. It's going to be a sad day in New Zealand's political history. Well, he's been around. I mean, I remember him as a kid because I lived, grew up in the Bay of Plenty, so he was always the Taronga MP. Mm. So and for national, uh, so yeah, he's been around a long time, and uh, yeah, I mean that's that's a long, a long, long time. If you think about also uh, Tova with with national, I don't want to keep on going on about them, but you know they might only get thirty low thirties percent of the vote, and that's what Simon Bridges was polling. Uh, you know, the middle of the COVID hysteria when the Labour on 60%. So, I mean, did they need to get rid of him? There's definitely a coterie within the National Party caucus who thinks no and mm. who thinks that um, given the polling, it, it took a pummeling for the National mm. Party. It took a pummeling for everyone exactly. barring Labour yeah. during during COVID, but that Simon Bridges would have been able to bring that up again. Mm. I think something can definitely be said about the kind of <clears throat> rotating cast of leaders that hurts yeah. any political party, yeah. doesn't it? So maybe if Todd Muller had been more successful and and kind of um, and and been able to say that perhaps, but I don't really think he he had what you know. I don't think he had what it no. took to take national no. to take national across the line. Um, and then it, it just it, Judith Collins probably needed more of a clean run, mm. more of a runway, um, and just a bit more time, and not to be coming in when the party was such a such a shambles. Um, so yeah, there's definitely some within the National Party caucus mm. who think that Simon Bridges could have done a better job, and certainly destabilisation is going to hurt mm. any any leader. Oh, Anna, you've seen you know you've seen the news stories, you've seen Jacinda getting mobbed. Uh, she came in to our radio show yesterday on the Rock, and I mean she's she's been in before. She's a total pro. I don't know how she's still standing. This is day after day after day, but she's a real she's a real professional. The country seems to love her. I mean, we could be looking at um, record perhaps 47, 48% of the vote for Labour mm. this election, do you think? Yep. Yep. And you do you do kind of feel that out on the campaign trail with her. I was in Hamilton with her and the mob that forms around mm. her is just so intense. Yeah. It's really intense. And <laughs> we're, you know, we, we're kind of in amongst it, right amongst it, but it gets too much after a little while. Yeah. And you're like, get me. Get me the hell out of here. Yeah. Let's get some wide shots. And that's, <laughs> and that's her. I mean, it's, I mean, the adrenaline, I said that to her today, the, yesterday, sorry, the adrenaline must just keep you getting out of bed. She's because, been a different person. And, like, you, you can talk probably more to this, mm, Jenna, because you had some quite candid moments with her yesterday, didn't you? And her energy levels are actually, she's kind of surprisingly opened up quite a lot. And her energy levels have almost picked up, I noticed today. I think it's almost like a relaxation. I, I think yeah. she might be coasting a bit at this well, point. Knows. There's nothing there's nothing yeah. more that anyone it's, can yeah. really do, it's right? In the, it's in the bag. I mean, ACT, Act today said, 
uh, David Seymour said he could go another week. Like when he was asked about mm. how his campaign's going, if he's getting a bit sick of the bus, he was like, actually, now that I think about it, mm. I'd quite like to do another week. Oh. I'd like another three. <laughs> so every, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm with Seymour on this. Whereas Davidson had said she would quite, quite like, like, what will you be doing on Sunday? Media rounds, but then I'd quite like a sleep or a rest Jud- or something. Yeah, Judith Collins said she was sleeping She'd in like on Saturday. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. already, well, she's already oh, yeah. voted. Down. She's already voted. Has she? Yeah. Two decks blue, you can? Speaking of so. cups of tea, oh my gosh. <laughs> Judith Collins, what was she thinking when oh. Duncan Garner asked her on the AM show, what's the first thing you're going to do as Prime Minister? You don't say cup of tea, you mm. say tax cuts. <laughs> I mean, the, maybe it was the T and the C at the beginning of the words, the cup of tea, the tax cuts. It's like, I don't know, got confused with the acronyms for talking points or something, but you don't say cup of tea. She was um, in a really bizarre mood today. Um, quite low energy. I think there was a, a, a real shift in her the last couple of days, mm. perhaps. It wasn't she, just low energy. She was cross with right. you. She was cross in general. And she, I think as well, I, I mean, I don't know what it is. You could say, you could point to any number of things, but to come out and kind of label the media pathetic and, and call everybody biased for putting those shots of Jacinda Ardern at malls. Yep. I don't want to talk too much about this, but the shots of Jacinda Ardern at malls um, alongside her kind of more scaled back walkabouts. We are reporting what, is happening, mm. you know. So to kind of attack the media on that stuff does, again, it just it raises spectres of desperation. It doesn't help her case. None of you would want that job, though. Any job in politics. I mean, it's great. You love it. I can see how you love following politics, but you wouldn't actually want to be. Yeah, we are, we are just fine where we are. Thanks, <laughs> every, time, every time you see a, f- a four-year-old run up and be like, "I, mm. you know, I could be prime minister," yeah. like. Stop, no, do not. You, you're a precious small child. Stay away from politics. You are beautiful as you are. You are. Stay well, stay well, well away. Uh, so, how, uh, where do you see any surprises? I'll go. I'll go around the room, Anna. Any surprises on Saturday? I mean, I just oh. see. I see a Labour, obviously a Labour victory, and maybe they need the Greens, maybe they don't. Um, what about yourself? Where are you going to be? Sorry, where <laughs> well, are you going to be? be with, I'm going to be with oh, you New Zealand Russell, first. That's right, sorry, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. So, mm. I mean, if there's any surprise, it'll yeah, be that, that yeah, New Zealand yeah. first so is you, in. It'll yeah. be massive if they're not. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Do you stay in Russell, or do you have to leave early and get the ferry back to Pahia? I am staying in Russell. That's, that's good. Yes. Tova, what about yourself? Surprises. I'd probably pick Winston Peters as well. That's going to be the thing I'm I'm looking for. And then those aforementioned battleground state, uh, yep. states. Um, I'm suddenly in the US <laughs> presidential elections. Um, those aforementioned battleground electorates, mm. I'm really, really interested in those. And I think as well, um, yeah, again, I just don't, I can't, I just don't believe in foregone conclusions in elections. I think anything could happen. Maybe I'm just um, trying to keep the. <laughs> Wouldn't it be epic if Winston came back? <laughs> Would it? It's not, yeah, it's absolutely. Not out of the question. It is no. just not out of the question. We're in Auckland. Auckland will go, Auckland Central will go, it's still looking Labour at this point. And that'd be the first time in about a decade, which would be, uh, would that be a surprise? Probably not. I don't think it's so much a surprise because Emma Mallow Mm. is untested. Helen White, the Labour Party candidate, she was around. There's a bit more um, name recognition Mm. this time round. Jacinda Ardern and Labour Party's popularity as well. Potentially Chloe Swarbrick, the Green Party candidate, Mm. splitting some of that vote. So there's a whole lot of kind of things going on Mm. in there, aren't there? But I am... yeah, I, again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call that for anyone because in our news hub, no, I can't remember the exact numbers, but the news hub nation Auckland Central poll, it did have Helen White and um, Bugalugs 
Emma Mello quite close <laughs> right, together, yeah. didn't it? And then yeah. Chloe Swarbrick was, yeah. you know, she, yeah. wasn't so far behind. No, so no. It, it was it also is a three very race. low, very early in Emma Mello's candidacy. I think she was only a week or two mm. fresh into it. It was before so you, the Ponsonby Road walkabout. Mm. Mm. The walkabout the but it's just such an interesting seat because it was, of course, where Jacinda Ardern and, and Nikki Kay squared off um, and where the yeah, National Party exactly. took it out over Jacinda Ardern. We had Chloe and David in on our show uh, on the same same studio, same time, and they got on quite well. Um, got out of as life? they would. Yeah, they were live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we asked them all sorts of things. They, they, only, they had a few things in common, including their dislike for Winston Peters. <laughs> mm, this, the, the, this is where you find political alliances often, oftentimes over just mutual hatred of various other politicians. Um, so the referendum, which I only found out the other day, we won't know for two weeks, Anna. We won't know yeah. the results for two weeks. No, we won't. Who knew that? Not yeah, me. No, I did. You did. Good <laughs> <laughs> political reporter. I, I don't think there's many people that realise that we have to wait two weeks. Although there's a lot of people who don't actually yeah. know what they're voting for in the referendum anyway, do they? So sorry if that's news to any yeah. potty listeners, but yeah, uh, you who, do have to wait. So how do you see euthanasia going? Uh, I think euthanasia yes. is likely to pass. Cannabis likely to be a no. A no. Um, okay. But you know, it could be shifting. Who knows? Yeah. I, you know, I, I have seen a, a little bit more questioning about the mm. euthanasia. There's been a lot of, um, of well, I, work, I work on The Rock and there's been a lot of no euthanasia ads all of a sudden popped uh-huh. up mm. all of uh-huh. a sudden the last two or three days. And wasn't the euthanasia, um, I thought our euthanasia mm. debate last night was just spectacular was. and I recommend mm. everyone watches it. Likewise, the, the cannabis one as well. It really does it lend great. a lot more information and, and reasoned arguments to both sides of the debate. Paddy's an absolute star. He, he signed, he, he drew a weed uh, leaf for my wife's school art fundraiser. <laughs> And it's now at two thousand dollars. So wow. they love Paddy Gart, Red Beach Primary. <laughs> Appropriate to use as a school fundraiser. And it said this is fing weed. And uh, they all went, No, oh, we can't sell that. And they put it on trade and now it's up to two grand, so now they love it. Classic. They absolutely love it. Uh, so you are you guys in the same boat as Anna, Tova and Jenna that euthanasia will get the yes and cannabis no? Uh, that's that's I mean that's certainly how the polls are yeah. the polls are but shaping that could up. Be a surprise. We we don't know. I like to yeah. think that everything could be a surprise, <laughs> um, but yeah, but I feel like I, I, that. I mean, that's why all of the mm. polls have kind of gone, yeah. and um, I think there. But actually, in our last polls, there were still a lot of undecided voters as yeah. well, and I think that could take it. That could take them either way. Weirdest moment of the week so far, Jenna. Although you probably told me a few things. Hot, oh. hot sauce. Uh, no, my um, weirdest moment of the week has to be Judith Collins finding a mug of herself that said my husband is Samoan so talofa and absolutely loving it not (laughs) realising they were taking the piss out of her (laughs) Uh, picking one up for a gift for herself um, the woman that runs that place is um, epic, she makes all of these um, political caricature and puts them on mugs and uh, Judith loved it Call this moment (laughs) I think just being part of that that mosh pit, to, to be honest, like it, it is, it's um, it's kind of gross to be to see, to be, like to see so much worship for yeah. a um a political figure figure um without, you know the the. You know, you, you see it. It felt like a Justin Bieber came to town. Yeah, it, it um, looks like that, doesn't it? And yeah. and it, but being in amongst it was um. 
an experience. An experience. <laughs> what about you, Toby? Your weirdest moment? My weirdest moment. I can do my weirdest moment and my coolest moment at the same event. Yeah. My weirdest moment was someone asking me to sign Judith Collins' book. And because I am a total troll, I was just like, shit, yes. <laughs> um, so signing Judith Collins' book and then just like being to the woman, you, yeah, you really ought to get her to sign this straight after me. So I'd written a little PS, hi Judith. I don't think Judith Collins was particularly impressed that I'd taken up prime real estate in her autobiography. Um, so that was my weirdest moment and the coolest moment was also at that um, at that community meeting in Waikanae when we were suddenly ushered over by Judith Collins' press secretary. Oh, you guys should get a load of this. And lo and behold uh, Sir Jim Bolger sitting in the back of the room Judith Collins comes up, sees him. It was kind of like a Madonna, Britney type moment. Yep. A baton. <laughs> I'd not pronounced baton. My boss told me off that baton and baton yeah. handing over moment from one um, national party prime minister to a national party um, prime ministerial aspirant. Um, so I can't, yeah, that was my that was my coolest moment and my weirdest moment. What about you, Anna? I think um, uh, the uh, the weirdest moment for me was well, it wasn't really weird, but it was very funny. It was Marama Davidson stuck between polling booths at mm. this mall because there are all these yeah. regulations about how yeah. close you can go to a polling booth if you're electioneering, basically. And just actually hilarious. Every couple of metres go, oh, one, oh, no, yeah. oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. She was getting dragged away, I saw that. Like a game of politician <laughs> pinball. And then my coolest moment was today with Winston Peters actually he did this very rapid switch of modes he he was at this Pacific Island business hub in South Auckland and he totally had his minister of foreign affairs hat on he was being a, a, like he was almost a dignitary like yeah. he was just delivering um I, I it felt like a message on behalf of the nation you know? <laughs> And then he went into the stand-up that he shut down the moment that he was asked about the New Zealand First Foundation. It was just it was just classic Winston Winston Peters. The two sides of the Winston Peters coin, where he can be incredibly level-headed and then totally play up his other side when he wants to. Which party has the the craziest followers? Because you've seen them all. I mean, who, who gets the crazy? I mean, the crazies. The Advance crazies. NZ. <laughs> Advance. <laughs> <laughs> who just got their Facebook page yes, taken did. down for misinformation. Yes, yes they did. And a few <laughs> Winston Peters does definitely get crashed by a few conspiracy theorists. Some of uh, them are Advance New Zealand yeah. people that turn up. Exactly. He had yeah. one the other day that was, had, was, tri- was reading from a piece of paper, this very long question about how COVID-19 might not be real or something. I'm not quite sure what the crux of it was, but he imme- he loves about right. these mm. people because he's like, yes, yes. this is my moment yeah. to completely shut yeah. you down because yeah. the whole crowd is like, yes, Winston, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought, yeah, he handles them deftly because we had one of them yeah. at the Kelston meeting yesterday, a couple, a couple mm. um, and I and this would be my kind of real person moment of the week. Normally yeah. I'd, I'd choose the, the fangirl or fanboy um, kind of things, but my real person at the moment would be, because uh, I just don't think I've really seen much of that. I haven't been with Winston Peters as much mm. as you have been, Anna. Um, and it's this person gets up and starts talking about micro 
currents of 5G causing COVID and the depth of feeling behind it. And actually, Winston Peters was quite good. He wasn't offensive to them. He didn't, you know, he he, he wasn't rude. He just kind of said, we're not here to make statements. We're here for questions. So if you don't have Mm. one of those, kind of let's move swiftly along type thing. Um, So I was was impressed by that. Mm. I'm surprised that many people give them gifts, paintings and, and food and hand their kids to them. And it's just nonstop. Yeah, Jacinda Ardern got she got something other other than rocks this week, guys. Oh, this is huge! Um, this, okay, this is huge. So I can't believe this is the first we're she hearing was of it. In Christchurch, and a woman came up and gave her this card. It was really cool, and it had this little love heart in it that was full of seeds. And you plant the little like paper mache. Plant in the garden, and you don't know what plant you're gonna get. (laughs) (laughs) It was so exciting, and she said that already sent her one, and Neve had planted it, and they've got it in the in premier house waiting to sprout. So we've got Jenna's secret Santa sorted there. So I can't keep it alive. Don't give it to me. It's just like those little new world plants. If you lose the stickers, you have no idea what they are, do you? Uh, no, I don't know what the new one is. <laughs> the other thing well, I can't... You haven't been shopping. You've been so busy. You haven't been shopping. And I've got kids, so yes, yeah. I can't yeah. get over how many factories they visit, eh? I know, Every I know, day. I'm I like, what why? Is, why are you at I this know. tank factory? Yeah, they're everywhere. It's, um, yeah. Tank factory. Yeah. <laughs> what... <laughs> And surely you'd want to go. I mean, I, I mean, they're obviously there mm. for the for us yeah. for the pictures. And, and, still, and to talk to those business owners, Anna. How many pictures <laughs> there are? To inform the economic policy, Anna. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, thank you very much, ladies. It's been absolutely fantastic. So thank tomorrow, you, Rog. No, no, it's been no. so cool to see you talk in real life with him, <laughs> <laughs> not just a voice. <laughs> it's lovely to be here. So, all right. So Saturday, uh, this is today's Friday. Tomorrow's Saturday. You guys are going to be very busy. One of the busiest days of the year for you. Anna, how do you? It going, uh, we, I, I think we'll know quite early on in the night. How do you th- how do you see it going for you? Come Sunday morning, we wake up to what? I think there will be grins on the faces of Labour and Act. Tova. I see Saturday going as a rollicking night in watching News Hub's election coverage for all of um, for all of those people out there listening. Um, as just an epic, epic show, uh, Duncan Garner, Paddy Gower, and myself in studio with everything that people need mm. to know. That is how I see Saturday going. Seven p.m. on three. Thanks, Rog. Got to be there. Jenna. It's the only place to be, 7 p.m. 3. I'm going to be in Invercargill, of all places. Well, they've got TV3 down they there do. now, mate. They do. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so tune in, join us. It's going to be great. I'll do a cartwheel. Let's do it. Uh, and how do you see Saturday going? Well, Sunday morning we wake up and what? Are you hungover? Do you, are you celebrating? No, 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 no. no, no. We've got big Sunday? jobs on, on Sunday. Oh. We've got to figure out where everyone is, what they're doing, who's how staying they squeeze on, into the parley yeah, how they get there. It's not over yet. Um, and Anna's got, Anna's got to run around Russell trying to find Winston. <laughs> Anna's got to get off Russell and get to Pyhead on Sunday morning. Anna Brassel, Worrell, Tobro, Brian, Jenna Lynch, thank you very much. You've been listening to News Hub's Kitchen Cabinet, and we'll leave you with this. Hold on, Mr Peters. We've been asking the leaders of all the political parties to reflect on their weeks. It's for our podcast. It's called LOL LOL WTF. Your best moment from the last week, your worst moment, and your funniest moment. What is that? Can you run that past me again? Are you running this campaign, is it? With the greatest respect, I don't want to be wasting my time reflecting on the campaign. I'm getting on with it. No, no, my my plan is to campaign our butt off as we have. We've gone thousands and thousands of kilometres, been more places, more people than any other campaign leader or any other party in that context 
And so I do not tend to stand here reflecting on it. I'm going to keep on working right to the wire. Thank you very much. This has been NewsHub's Kitchen Cabinet Podcast. Like and subscribe on Spotify, Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. For more, visit www.newshub.co.nz slash podcasts.